Good morning, good evening, whenever you listen to this, hope we find you well. Um, episode 37 of the podcast on AEG. Uh, I'm your host this week, Jaminator, and with me as always, pushing the buttons, working his little hamster wheel of fortune is Ash Cohen. Hello, mate. Evening, evening, how are we? I'm not bad, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Good, good. And, uh, and adding a little bit more of a, a 2v1 on the northern aspect compared to Ash down there in the south is, uh, is Cole Moore. How are you doing, Cole? You all right, mate? Evening. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much, mate. Excited to be on? Yeah, a little bit nervous today building up to it, but we'll see how it goes. Don't be silly, mate. No need to be nervous at all. Right, so just to run things through for everybody and obviously listening and you guys on the panel, how it's going to work today is we're going to go through the Championship first, then the Premier League, uh, League One, uh, segue across to Bertie with the golf, talk about COD 2v2, Um and how that's gone so far. We're also then going to look at the matches ahead for this week uh, and pick our uh, our standout matches and fixtures for each division. Then going to go across to Joe, talk about the F1, and finish off with a, a lorry load of listeners' questions that have been sent in. So thank you very much. So without further ado then, boys, let's start with the championship. So I'll run down the league and have a little bit of a chit-chat about this. So top of the championship at the minute is Shelbourne, sitting on 22 points. Just behind him is Suited. And Bonzi in second and third. Your mate Bonzi Cole. Yeah. Uh, fourth is Riverman. Plunkett is fifth. Malian sixth. Jeff Anthony seventh. Soggy is in the safe zone with eight. MG, MJG even is ninth. Macamjet tenth. Wells are down in eleventh. Wint's in twelfth. And Payne Wales yet to pick up a win or a point or anything on thirteen. So, Cole, we'll start with you. Obviously, you were. Uh, very much king of this division last season. Um, first of all, I mean, how do you see it this season at the top? We'll start with. Um, I'll be honest, I expected Bonesy to do quite well this year. Uh, I know he's in third place, but I did expect him to try and have a stint at what I did last year and go undefeated. Um, suited recluse is very solid. He's always hard to break down. And then obviously you've got your shell bones and people like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean- yeah, I mean, looking at it, obviously, you say about, obviously, um, your mate, obviously, going trying to go undefeated. He's lost both the last two games to, to Plunkett, obviously, and that's where he's dirty, sort of fallen foul of that. Um, I will admit, when I played him this season, uh, Bonesy, I, I sort of found him to be, again, quite hard to break down, quite hard to beat. Um, but like you said, another person in that mould is suited. I mean, me and suited have got a uh, eliminator game coming up at some point, and, I mean, he beat Southey. You know who's sort of you know who's doing really well in the yeah. Premier. So I think once suited, once he gets a goal in front, you do struggle to break him down. So he can keep the ball very well. Like like almost like George Graham's Arsenal is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> One nil to the suited. Um, yeah, no, I think you're probably right to be Go. honest. Um, Ash, looking at the uh, the sort of top as well, any shocks there? Do you think anyone who think is uh, is higher than they should be in a fourth position? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, obviously, the sort of Three at the top there. Uh, suited recruits and Bonzi uh, expected to be up there. Shelbourne, um, I think he's a for me he was a player that I haven't really played too much before. Didn't really know how he'd come across, but I mean he's played ten and he's won eight of them, so he's he's clearly doing something quite well. Um, I I don't think the three at the moment surprised me um, at the top. I mean obviously there's a long way still to go, and uh, they're still quite close in that sort of uh you know second down to seventh and um but yeah i think an early indication of the season um and i think the top three can be very happy with what they've done so far 
Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about the sort of safe zone there, obviously. You know, Soggy Cabbages is in that zone where, you know, you're not going to get in relegation playoff or, or in the playoffs itself. I mean, I watched a game Soggy played the other day and I think we talked about it, I think, last week, maybe even the week before. It's just so frustrating and it's the only thing I'm going to say on it, but I'm so frustrated that he's not playing the same way he played in League One. Or at least he's maybe trying to, but it's not coming off because he's against better players. Um, the big shock for me, I'll be honest, at the bottom of the league is Welser. You know, Nguyen's after taking so long to get out of League One, obviously he misses it. He obviously wants to go back. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, Payne Wales, last time he was in the leagues, he got relegated into League One. It looks like it's going to be the same again this season. Hopefully not. But you've got to think he's going to have a mountain of a fight back on now to, to come anywhere near back to uh, staying in that division. Um, but yeah, Wells has, you know, Wells has been in the Prem before, Ash. You know, so I'm quite surprised yeah. to see him down there. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously... It... Maybe it's just an early season blip. Maybe, um, you know, maybe he'll find a bit of form and uh, pick up. I think, obviously, he needs to be because, obviously, at the moment, he's sort of uh, flirting around with that sort of relegation uh, relegation spot and playoff spot. And I think he's a he's a good player. I, I think it's um, I think it's a bit of a false position. Um, mm. So, uh, I, I hopefully, to, we'll see him go up a little bit more. I mean... Colmore, obviously, you scored a lot of goals in this division last season, and that's, that's yeah. an understatement. Um, you know, you've got Riverman there. He scored 23 goals. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen his front line. Anyone who hasn't, obviously, it's uh, <laughs> probably the best average-rated front line, apart from Moobers, maybe, in the division. Um, uh, what, what do you think, obviously, in, in Riverman's chances? Do you think he can score enough goals to keep him up there? I mean, without conceding too many as well? I, I, I do, but I don't think he'll go up. Or if he does, it's through playoffs. I don't think he's quite good enough yet to get in top two. One thing I have noticed is when you look at Soggy, we're talking about where he's been playing. Uh, he's only let in six goals in five games. I mean, six, five goals in six games, sorry. Yeah. So if he starts getting a couple the other end, he could quite easily climb up. But it's that, like you say, it's that difficult thing, isn't it? It must be like, you know, oh, it must be terrible. I mean, he's only scored six as well, though. Yeah, I can imagine he can have goals to play like that. No goals in his six games, not even a goal a game on average. No. Yeah, that's, it's pretty poor. But, you know, hey-ho, that's the way he wants to play. That's up to him. I, mean, I must um, admit, I played him last year in Cup, and <laughs> I thought, to be fair, he does push up with certain players that you want to expect to push up, but he just doesn't know what to do when he gets in final third. No. Well, I think this is it, you know, like a jigsaw, isn't it? He just falls to pieces in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right, we'll move on to the Prem. Okay. Um, the Prem, I will admit, my own fault completely. Um, life's got in the way. I've not had a hundred percent chance to get all these uh, these fixtures added on. Um, so it's a bit of a false table in a way. Um, and I've got maybe two or three fixtures waiting to uh, to submit. But as it stands on on the table, I'm looking at right now. I've got Southey in first, uh, myself in second. That title run run really lasted a while. Colmore, um, <laughs> yourself in third, undefeated, four wins. Um, Ash, you're in fourth, but you've played joint most games in the division. Yeah. Um, we'll come to fifth place in a minute. Uh, Bunsey's in sixth. Paul Lowe's in seventh. Berger is uh, is just above the relegation playoff in eighth, meaning he's having a terrible season. Um, Joby's in ninth. Tenth is Storm. Joe eleventh. Raz twelfth, and Aaron thirteenth. So, I mean. <sighs> Okay, there's only one place to start. Um, as we're recording this, um, about 20 minutes before we actually went went live recording this, um, Mark has put out a post, um, basically just detailing that there's been uh, there's been a, a dirty rat in the league. <laughs> um, 
you know, as Joby would say, lower than life scum <laughs> in, yeah, in the thread. <laughs> but, forward, but all right. Um, so, yeah, so um, anyone who hasn't seen, uh, someone's been caught cheating, um, stat boosting their players. Um, you know, and, and just to, I'm not going to go through it all, but just to put some meat on the bones, I mean, you know, we're talking his, his keeper's been upgraded to a, an 80, you know, which when you're playing against people that are low 70s, is going to make a big bloody difference. Um, so, yeah, so all we're going to see on it, obviously, is Muba, who's currently in four, uh, fifth place, good riddance. Uh, you know, we don't want anybody like that. And if anybody is currently doing that, I'd seriously suggest you stop if you haven't already um, and uh, and just play fairly because, you know, even Berger, bless him, isn't as much of a tryhard as that. You know, <laughs> he might score cutbacks, but at least he's not stat boosting players. Um, so, yeah, that's all we'll say on the matter. So, um, yeah, not not good, really. Um, so, so, looking, looking, looking at, at the... the uh, uh, um, just uh, sort of Colmore yourself, obviously the first season back up in the uh, the big leagues, third at the minute. What are you thinking? Um, and well, I was thinking I'm on for a good year this year until I played Mooba last night, <laughs> and then I thought I'm not in for a good year this year because he absolutely <laughs> smashed me. Uh, but then obviously what's happened's happened, and then there may be a bit of uh, been a school duggery involved there. So I'm back thinking now I might have a chance at. I don't think I'm going to win it, but I want to get in top five. That's my objective this year. Oh, wow. I mean, that's 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 not very ambitious, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> top five, I think you should be in the top three minimum. Uh, top five. I got relegated last time I were up here. So I'm, I'm more just trying to hang with big boys for a season and then we'll go from there, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's no bigger boy at the minute than Berger Ash. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's, uh, he's played two games at the minute. He still needs to play me and obviously there's a few fixtures going on. Um, again, I think uh, playing Berger in some friendlies, he's doing quite well. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be between Southey, Colmore and Berger this year? Um, Southey and Colmore, yes. Uh, Berger, I mean, Berger's only played two games and that's that's why he's reflective of his position on the table at the moment when he's won both of them. Um, Berger will be up there. Southey will be up there. Berger and Colmore. Um, is there going to be anybody else? Uh, I'd say possibly yourself, Jam, as well. I think, um, you know, if you can get a good run going. Um, but I think, realistically, it's difficult to look past uh, Sylvie, uh, Colmore or Berger this season. I think it just comes down to who can uh, who can, uh, who, who can do the most damage to uh, each other. I think that's it. I mean, you know, you look at the, um, the sort of the mid-table, I think it's quite interesting because... Again, these players could go either way at this early stage. You know, you've got Joby, Paul, Bunsey, um, yourself, Ash, as well. You know, these are players, you know, you look at you and Paul Lowe's, for example. You know, 22 uh, scored, 26 conceded for Paul Lowe's, 21 scored, 22 conceded for you. You know, you compare that to the figures we were talking about for Soggy Cabbages. You know, your games obviously are open. They've got more goals. They're more, more enjoyable. Um would you say, I mean, we, you, you've talked about it before, that's maybe a bit of a downfall for yourself, you know, four wins, no draws, four losses. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I think it's it's been a mixed season so far. A couple of games that I feel a little bit disappointed. I mean, just played Sufi in the last set of fixtures. Um, a little bit disappointed not to really take anything, but he's a cracking player, so I can't really mind too much. Um, I, ideally, I'd like to be taking maximum points from those games. Really, I think the two sets of games I've take I've won both of them, and then there's been two sets of games that I've lost both of them because I know I lost to you first game of the season, Colmore. Um, yeah. Both of them. So, yeah. Hopefully, um, we can minimise the uh, 
the amount of losses and uh, capitalise more on the wins. But yeah, it's um, I'm glad actually of who I've played so far in, in that I've played Colmore and Suffy. <laughs> if we um, if we look at sort of the uh, relegation playoff and below Colmore, um, you know who out of that five there, Joby down to Aaron, who's going to come out of that? Who's going to not finish in that bottom five? I always struggle against Aaron. Every time I play him, I really struggle against him. So surprised to see him on zero point. I am, yeah, really. He's, he, I don't know who he's played, but I'd imagine there must be top end of the league if he's on zero. Because I think he's quite a decent player. Well, this is it. He's, he's paid, played Berger and Southey, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, so you're talking two at favourites to win it there. So I'd imagine when he starts playing the guys who are around him, he's going to start picking up points pretty quickly, to be honest with you. It all does depend, doesn't it? It depends on your run of fixtures. I mean, you know, we've seen it before where um, prior to having the, the reset and bringing the players in, you know, we, we talked about on the podcast, Ash, with uh, with Storm. You know, he waited until he had a real big BFA and then, you know, almost bunched some of his fixtures up at the end. Yeah. Um, played with some better players, you know. All sorts of things come into it. I mean, <clears throat> Aaron's obviously doing a bit of a, a Rye Jones almost and sort of selling all his players, trading BFAs, etc. So... You know, again, he's he's all about the um, the enjoyment of the fantasy league this season, rather than trying to make sure he wins every game, which is it's, you know, it's quite refreshing actually, and nice to see. I'll be honest. Um, so yeah, I think the prem, you know, again, fixtures to be updated, fair enough, but I still think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see who finishes uh, in the the middle of the table upwards. Um, talking about the uh, the league one now. So I'll just run down who's where. So we've got Ryan Jones in first, 22 points. Rhino in second, 22 points. Only one goal difference between those two. Bertie is third, 21 points. But yeah, this is tight, this is. These guys have all played lots of games as well. <laughs> yeah. um, definitely the most active league so far. So props to them. They've all played eight games. So fantastic. Well done, lads. Um, Harry in fourth, surprisingly, somehow. Uh, Naked's in fifth. Uh, Big B in sixth. Tunner's in seventh. Worms 8th, Hilly's 9th, Dio is 10th, Lost Boy 11th, Gazgrass 12th, Wizfox 13th, and Andy Brill is 14th. So, again, similar sort of thing there. Obviously, you've got a big, big difference. I mean, what? We talk about it in League One all the time, Ash, but, mm. and Colmore, if you listen to the podcast, you'll, you'll hear us talking about it. You sort of look at what, maybe Worm down from 11th, you know, sorry, from 8th downwards. You know, he's on 11 points down to Andy Brill in 0. And then you've got from Tunners upwards, or arguably from Big B upwards, the point gap is huge already. You know, that pack is really adrift. Yeah. You would argue now from first down to sixth, it's pretty much secure. It just depends on what order they're going to go in. Whereas anywhere from, you know, what, you've got Worm, Tunners, Hilly, Diadex, they're all fighting for that last uh, last playoff place. How do you think um, it's going to end up, Ash? Who's going to get that seventh position out of those lads? Yeah, I mean... I think I was just looking at some of these. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you talk about the point gaps, but some of these goal differences. There's seven players in that league that have all got over a ten-plus goal difference, and you compare that with the other leagues, and you think, well, fair play. You Especially know, with only eight games in as well. Yeah, um, it's it's such a close league, and it's such a close it's such a close sort of a top six there really. I mean, Tunners is only four points out. Um, I, I think that he could probably still uh, still be in that hunt. And then you'd argue that Worm's only two points behind. I I think realistically, it's difficult to see anyone below sort of Hilly um, really challenging into that sort of top seven. So I think the sort of uh, the top seven 
that are there. <sighs> Worms, oh, I think Worms, oh, I mean, just looking at Worms stats here, uh, played eight, won three, drawn two, lost three, so a bit of a mixed record. Um, I, I think if you use uh, some of the names there, will stay there. Obviously, Ryan Jones, Ryan O'Berti, I think Briar will stay there, naked. Harry, yeah, I think Harry will. I mean, he's won six, drawn one, lost one. If he can continue that record, he'd be up there. Um, uh, yeah, I think the top seven at the moment will probably be the top seven as it stays. Uh, but obviously, long way to go. And uh, we talked about in the Premiership how the top three would be interesting to see what they do against each other. It's going to be interesting to see what these top seven do against each other. Well, this is it. I mean, you look at it and it's like you look at um, Rhino's last six fixtures. I'm not saying it's for false position at all because you've got to beat what's in front of you and everyone has to play on at some point. But you look at his last six fixtures, Colmore, and he's played Wiz Fox into Lost Boy into and Gazgrass into, you know, who consequently are, you know, three of the bottom four. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm not saying it's a false position by any means because, again, he may then beat the other guys as well. But, you know, there's six wins there, arguably, that, um, that you know, that, that have come from, from that opposition, which, you know, Fair enough. If you're going to win the league, you need to be picking up maximum points against the bottom half of the table. You you know that all too well from last season. Um, Ash says there about Ryan Jones, you know, staying sort of arguably where he is. For me, I don't know what you think, Colmore. I still think Bertie is probably going to go up as champion of that division. I've just got a hunch. Who who do you think? I'd, win? I'd go between Ryan Bertie and Nakeds. Looking at the the people that I've played quite a bit of those three, obviously. Nakeds and Bertie were in Championship last year. Where were I last year? Were we in Championship or League One? Uh, League One, but then he, he did well and then capitulated, I think, towards the end. Yeah, so I think I've played Ryan Cups and I do struggle against him. So I'd say those three are my guys to go up. Um, Rhino, I just, I think if he comes up against anybody who knows how to defend, it kind of nullifies his three best players up front. Yeah, so but I'd, I'd probably go naked or Bertie to win it. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on on the style of play as well. I mean, you've got Harry. You know, Harry's gone and done. Um, you know, he has some big results against Diadex recently. Tunnels has some big results against Andy Brill. These lads in this chasing pack, well, like all the lads, they have to be doing this. They have to be getting big scores because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. You know, it's that whole goal difference, like like we talked about, like Ash said about the goal difference of you know seven of them over plus ten. If Big B, for example, is going to go and do someone six goals, then Naked has to go do that person six goals as well to keep up. Otherwise, you know, it's they're going to lose track, aren't they? Um, but, I mean, just to say on that as well, Naked has scored 37 goals in eight games, which is really not to be sniffed at, is it? That's a, that's a phenomenal <laughs> amount. Yeah. It really yeah, is. So some effort. It's some effort, yeah. <laughs> um, Honourable mention as well to the lads down at the bottom. I mean, Gazgrass, Gazgrass got a bloody win. Uh, you know, he beat Hilly 4-3, so fair play, Gazgrass. Well done, mate. Um, you know, I think um, it's, again, I say it a lot, but, you know, Lost Boy, Gazgrass, Wiz Fox, Andy Brill, these lads are sound lads, you know, and it only sort of highlights for me even more um, the the frustrations people have and, and the frustrations obviously Joby has based on the thread response that people like Moober, obviously, and it gives us Prem lads a bad name, you know, You've got these four who rarely win games. They've all got quite heavy minus goal differences, yet they play it because they like it and because, you know, they want to come in and be involved in part of a community. Um, so, yeah, tip my hat to you, lads. Well done. Keep up the good work. Wooden spoons there for one of years. 
So what we're going to do now, boys, we're going to just flip over a little bit. I think Bertie has prepared a little segment for us for the golf. So, Bertie, over to you to have a little chat about the golf, please. Uh, for fuck's sake, who's messing with my golf music? Ah, that's a bit better. Welcome back, listeners, to the golf section of the AG podcast. A few things have happened since we last were on air. We concluded the regular season with a course in Frigliana, which was quite tough. Going into it, Sudit Recluse was just behind Borgaboy in the race for the AG Tour Championship. But Sudit got his first win of the season in this event, and as a result, he ended up winning the AG Tour Championship by four points. A fantastic achievement. Well done, Sudit. In the 11 events we had this season, there were 10 different winners. You can't get much better than that to see the joy spread around. In the past week, we had the AG Society Championship. This was for the top five golfers, no handicaps taken into account in the AG Society. It was really tight after the first round with Shelburne, Bertie and Suited all on four under. Burger looked out of it after a two over round but he shot a phenomenal 58 in the second round to end up winning by just one shot from Shelburne. A fantastic performance and one which confirmed his winning of the AG Society Championship for the season. Well done, Berger. We are currently taking entries for the match play. Thread is up on the site. If you're interested in joining, just stick your name down. This season is a straightforward singles match play. You win, you go on, you lose, you go home. So get your name down by the end of the week. Just want to mention we had a crazy golf outing recently and it's something that we're looking at running again. It was really great fun. You didn't have to be good at the golf game to play in it. In fact, the better you were, the more frustrated it was to play in it. It's a great event run by Joe. Hopefully we're going to run more. If we do, please look out for him. That's it. Until next time, hit him long and straight, boys. Okay, cheers, Bertie. Thank you very much for that update. Looking forward to the match play sign-up. Obviously, everybody get your names down. Um, so talking on to um, a little bit of things now that me and Ash obviously are involved in, and I know yourself, you're not Cornwall, but the, uh, the launch of the COD 2v2. Yep. So, um, Ash, obviously... I know, obviously, I'm involved with the setup and, and the running, but how have you found it so far? Is it has it been an enjoyable addition to the site? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've only played two games so far. Um, myself and my teammate, Payne Wales, um, not done too well. Lost them both, but it's uh, it's been the taking part that's uh, that's counted. Um, yeah, no, I think it's been really, really good, and it's uh, it's really great to see so many people getting involved with Call of Duty. Um, so that we're in a position to be able to do this sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, I know. I think there's another set of fixtures coming out um, either tomorrow or some point this week. Um, but yeah, so far, first match days, it's been really, really good. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the thing for me, obviously, is like you said, they've got 26 people playing this in this league. Um, you know, which is again, it's not to be sniffed at. It's a lot of people to to be involved for the inaugural league as well. You know, it's the first time we've ever done this. 
Yeah. Um, and I think there's obviously, you know, with me and Marcus were learning on the spot when it comes to setting up a 2v2 COD league because, you know, we initially launched all the, the fixtures at once. Um, you know, we, we, we had a chat with each other and obviously, you know, a couple of feedback from other people. Yeah, I must say, I think the current way that it's done now in terms of three games at a time is so much better. Yeah, um, exactly. Because it yeah, was I think a, it was a bit too much mess. at the start. Um, you know, again, you look at it and obviously, you know, we we appreciate obviously getting four people on at one time is, is difficult. I get that. Um, my only sort of... Um, uh, sort of plea to people would be those people who you know are relatively restricted in the times they can come on so you know you're sort of like early mornings or your late nights you know 10 p.m onwards etc if people could just try to be as flexible as possible um in future if you don't you know if you're only consigned to coming on in certain periods maybe you know either state that in the sign up or, or you know check with one of the admins if it's going to be possible because you know it's ultimately going to depend on on the availability across the board and if you're the odd one out essentially it's maybe not fair on your uh, your partner um so uh, so yeah but uh, again for me so far it's been great i mean obviously all feedback is welcome you know to myself and marcus um either via pm or in the thread i think like you say every uh, every little while we're going to release three fixtures at a time and uh, and by uh, by the deadline we should be uh, should be there in regards to getting more played um of course, the one thing we've learned as well is that, you know, we need to make sure with these updates coming out, everybody needs to be helping each other in the community. So if you notice an update, I think it was MJG this week, said about it being 68 gig. Obviously, it's a big whopper of an update. Just stick it in the thread. You know, let me or Marcus know. We'll put it out to the to the site just to make sure people aren't arranging games, you know, getting a setting time aside and then turning up and not being able to play them. So, yeah, just uh, as a community, let's uh, let's pull together and make sure that's uh, that's good. So, um, oh, and, and the last thing on that as well, um, within the Call of Duty HQ, HQ forum, there's a, a Call of Duty best kill clip section. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, if you've absolutely done someone a kipper, I think, did did you get done, Ash? Was it, did Payne punch you to death or Bertie punch you to death? Or something? I think it was Bertie, yeah. Bertie, Bertie punched me. Bertie whipped you into next week, you know. Yeah. Again, fantastic. <laughs> Stick it in the thread. It's brilliant. Right, so, we're going to... Uh, just sort of segue back across to the, the fantasy league now. Um, not necessarily talking about the um, the result, but more about the fixtures. So last week, uh, last well, sorry, last podcast we did this and it was quite good, but we're just going to have a little bit of a chit-chat about the match of the week coming up. So for match day five, this will be as well. So I'm going to kick off. I'm going to take the uh, take the plunge and start with the Prem for my, uh, my match of the week first. Then we'll come to you, Cornwall, then Ash. So my match of the week is the standout match for me, and it's Storm versus Colmore. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. I tell you why. I mean, Storm, you know, bless him, he, he can get quite frustrated, obviously. You know, he, he doesn't do well. And I think that, given the fact that obviously Colmore is pretty good, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens, what sort of words get flung around during the party or or in the thread after. So um, yeah. 100% can't wait for that one. I'm just hoping it's going to get streamed. Um, <laughs> it'll be very, very interesting. Um, Cole, what's your uh, fixture of the week in the Prem? Uh, I've gone Ash against Berger. Just Ooh, yeah, pretty much. It's Berger who could be up there where people are tipping me to finish. <clears throat> this could be one of them games where you see where he is going to end up kind of thing. And then just seeing how Ash goes along as well. Because when I played Ash, one of my results were very lucky 
soft red card and a lucky goal and so I think Ash could push as well so I thought that would be a decent game this week yeah, fantastic. And Ash, what about yourself, friend? Uh, I've got yourself, Jam, and Aaron. Um, I think obviously uh, Aaron's not had the best start of the season, um, and uh, I don't know. I think in the past he's done quite well against the bigger teams, um, so it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that one fares because I think for it could go either way. Yeah, I think, um, like Colmore said earlier on about Aaron playing people more his own level, you know, or, or, or they're going to finish maybe closer to him in the league. I think he's absolutely right. And that's um, that's probably me, to be honest, isn't it? If we're honest, that's probably where I'm at. Um, so if Aaron can do me, then uh, then the chances are he'll, he'll be all right. So, uh, Ash, since you went last, what's your championship match of the week? Championship match of the week, I have gone for Bonzi versus Welser. Um Again, pretty similar, I suppose, to uh, to the Prem. Um, obviously, uh, Wells has not had the best start. Um, and Bonzi's obviously sitting there in third. You know, won six of his games. Um, so, again, a sort of uh, another game that could be the turning point uh, for the player in the sort of bottom half of the table. So, um, yeah, that was that, that's a standout game for me, I think. Uh, Carmel, what about yourself? Uh, soggy cabbages against MJG. Just for simple, pretty much along the same lines as what we've all keep saying. It's I think it's a mecha break week for Soggy. If he can pick up six points there, I think he could really have a push towards playoff. I mean, the fact of the matter is that MJG's sort of finishing move is a cutback, isn't it? But if Soggy's got six defenders on the line, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'll be an interesting one, that one, for sure. Um, again, I sort of was going to pick that game, actually, but I changed to River versus Payne Wales. Um, I think, you know, Payne, bless him, he, like I say, he's not picked up any points yet this season, um, and he's going up against the most formidable uh, strike force in the league, again, apart from Moobers. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, River, see if he can, uh, you know, score over the two games, maybe get into double figures goal scoring wise. Um, it would be definitely interesting to see if that, that is going to be the case. Um, Ash, what will come to you first for League One? Uh, League One, I have gone Rhino and Bry. Okay, why is that? So, obviously, Rhino, second in the league, Bry, I think because I want to say they're quite similar in styles. Um, I think I played Rhino a couple of weeks ago in the, I can't remember what it was in, I think it might have been CC, um, or something else, um, and Bry similarly as well, um, so I think that one for me, probably seeing who comes out on top in that game. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, naked, uh, naked. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the screen. Cole Moore, what about yourself? <laughs> uh, might be a surprise one. Here. I've gone Ray Jones and Gazgrass. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Why, why that one then? I'll be honest. I do like to just keep tabs on Gazgrass, just because when what I first played him, pretty, yeah, it sounds like I'm putting him down. It does. It sounds <laughs> like I'm putting him down. But I like to just see if he's getting any better. To be honest with you, and. I think from when he first joined site to what he's doing now, I do think he's improved quite a lot. And I'm just hoping he starts picking more wins up just to keep him in there. 
That's fair enough. I think that's that's quite respectable as well. Mine, I'm surprised going up last. I'm surprised no one else mentioned this game. Mine's um, Bertie versus Nakeds. I thought someone else. Yeah, that it. was that was my uh, yeah that was yeah, my I second mean, game. This for me, I mean that this is like a again one of those sort of breakaway games. I think the winner of this possibly wins the division. Um, I think it's going to be that close. I think if someone can pull off six points in this fixture, for me that's that's the title done and dusted. And that might sound real premature. Um, you know, and dismissive to, like you say, the likes of Brian, Rhino and, and Ryan Jones. But I think the winner of this fixture, if someone can do a back-to-back win, um, possibly takes the crown. Yeah, I'd agree so, with that. So for me, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a very fraught game. And again, another one that I hope does get streamed. Um, you know, Bertie, his play style, you know, passing, possession. It's going to be interesting to see if Nakers can can do anything against that because he's all about pace and, and breaking away on the, the counter. So. Be very interesting to see if Bertie Ball can uh, can defeat Mbolo and his front line. So uh, they're the fixtures for the week. Uh, obviously, if you guys think any different, if you think we should have mentioned something else, then obviously comment in the uh, the thread once we get it posted. We'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, and uh, moving forward, before we move on to listeners' questions to round off the podcast, we're just going to hand over to Joe in the pit lane to talk a little bit about F1. Hi guys, thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. Since we last spoke, again, we've had two races. This time we've been in the Americas. We had a race in Mexico, and just recently on Monday night, we had a race in Brazil. Taking a look at Division 1, it's been very much a dominant two weeks for suited recluse. Back in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, he led start to line. He he was on the grid in first place, ended up first. Again, with a faster slap as well, a 119 dead. We had Ashcorn in second and Bunsley in third. JXC in fourth and Burger Boy and myself another about 20 seconds behind in fifth and sixth. As we move on to the most recent race again in Brazil, suited again won. He didn't get himself faster slap this time, but he did again lead start to line. We had Soggy Cabbages in second that time. We had Moober in third, Golden Beard in fourth and Ashcorn in fifth. Unfortunately, Bunsey, the long-time championship leader, wasn't able to race this time as he was stuck on holiday and couldn't get home. What that's done to the championship, Suited Recluses actually took the lead. He's now on 135 points. You've got Bunsey on 131. In third place, you've got Soggy Cabbages on 104 points. You've got Ash on 90 and Mubu on 82 points. Now, as we go back to Division 2, you have very much the same sort of thing where the division was dominated over the last two weeks by Ninja Bean, one of our newer drivers. Looking back at Mexico, he started on the grid in third place. He managed to get himself up to first place. Big B crossed the line in second place, five seconds behind. We had Aaron another four seconds behind in third, followed by Red Rhino and Dearest Storm. On to last night's race in Brazil. That was again won by Ninja Bean. This time he also led start to line, started first, finished first. Big B was second again, he was six seconds behind. Packfish was third, MJG was fourth, and Ryan Jones was in fifth place. Again, what that did for the championship, Big B extended his lead. Basically, he's on 147 points. Next, in second place, you've got Ninja Bean on 119. Bit of a shout-out to him. If he'd raced all of the races, he'd probably be up there challenging Big B. You've then got Aaron one point behind him, 118 points. MJG on 109 points. And Packfish on 84 points. Next Monday night, we've got our last race of the season, which is round 16. That's in Abu Dhabi. All that's really to play for is the championship race in Division 1. 
If you look back at it, we've got Suited Recluse on 135 points and Bunsey on 131 points. That's a four-point gap. With the little wrinkle of the best 12 scores from the 16 races for each person counting, what that means is that a second place for Suited Recluse will take in the championship. Bunsey would probably have to win the race and hope that Suited finished third, fourth, fifth. The way he's been racing, it's probably unlikely, but we'll have to find out. Thanks for having me again, guys. Perfect. Thanks, Joe. And um, I'd say, obviously, we'll uh, look forward to the next race, obviously, uh, possibly next season now. So, uh, listeners' questions time then. Ash, have you got them loaded and ready? I have indeed. Yes. Fantastic. Fire away. Cool. Yes. So, thank you, as always, to everyone uh, that has got the listeners' questions in. Uh, It is a good part of the podcast, and we do like uh, asking them on this uh, on them. So, uh, question number one, and this is for Colmore. Uh, this has come from a- MJG. You've been tipped to win the division. Does that add pressure, or do you take it in your stride? Uh, it probably adds a little bit of pressure, but after the last season, I think when I went into my last four games undefeated, that were that was squeaky bum time, just to try and finish job off. So, I won't say this is really that bad been in Prem because in myself I'm not expecting to win it so I'm not really listening to what other people are saying to be honest with you yeah that's fair enough uh, question number two uh, this is from Joby uh, would you rather be able to play every musical instrument or speak every language fluently I think that's quite an easy one for me Jam yeah I think I, when this PM came through I thought what a fantastic question but also what an easy question to answer I couldn't give a shit about musical instruments for me. <laughs> Being able to talk all these different languages would be fucking brilliant. You know, you could watch La Liga in Spain and not have to listen to try and find like an English uh, English commentary or something like that. Yeah. You know, you could go to any part of the world and be able to talk fluent language. So yeah, hundred percent the language one for me. Come on. Yeah, I've got to agree. Uh, can't give an ass about playing any musical instruments at all. <laughs> uh, so speak every language fluently. Travel the world and get what you ask for in bars yeah definitely I'd agree with that um, next question uh, is for yourself Colmore uh, it's come from Riverman what has clicked for you this FIFA uh, what has clicked for you in this version of FIFA to turn you from a pretty good player into a really good player ever since this FIFA started you've scored goals galore is there something specific that's been working for you on this version um, to be honest I think I were pretty decent on last one I just think when I came into the site it would end at game, so I'm pretty bored of it. Uh, new game, new lease of life, I suppose, kind of thing. But I use same formation, same tactics every game. Don't matter whether it's a eliminator, handicap, golden goal. So I, I don't know. I might just be getting lucky. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, next questions come from Burger. Uh, just typical uh, one of these questions. Burger Harry Storm. Uh, snog, marry, avoid. I'm sure we answered something like this a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, Jam, I'll start with you first. Fucking hell. Um, oh, <laughs> Jesus, right. Almighty. Um, I, don't, I genuinely don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, if you marry Storm, Storm's missus is quite rich, so he might get some sort of severance package from that divorce, maybe. <laughs> You might be able to live a comfortable life. You know, I mean, I don't really want to kiss Burger, but I don't ever want to see Harry again. So it's a real tough one, isn't it? Um, 
I'd probably have to marry Storm, just for the banter as well. You know, meet Roy, Roy McElroy every day. Uh, you know, go to South Africa with his uncle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's so all that, all that. Um, Jesus, I'd probably have to avoid Harry, but I can't bring myself to say the third one. Uh, Cole. Um, I don't know Amal as well as you guys, but I'd have to avoid Storm because I can't understand the word he says. <laughs> <laughs> Snog Harry because I only just understand the word he says, and then Mary Burger because I understand half of what he says. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all I can do, really. <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Mary. St- I probably yeah married Storm just because I, f- I could never get bored of listening to him and his rants and his <laughs> stories. Uh, I'd probably uh, I'd probably avoid Harry and Snogburger. Um, right, next question. Uh, this has come from Jeff Anthony. Uh, would you rather play a one-off game for your club you support, but it would be terrible? Uh, but, uh, no. Would you rather play a one-off game for the club you support, but it would be a terrible, terrible performance that no one would forget, that no one, fucking hell, no one would remember? <laughs> or, or start again. <laughs> would you right? Would you rather play a one-off game for the club you support, but it would be a terrible performance that no one ever remembers, or would you rather be? Your club's closest rivals, most successful manager, Colmore. I'd rather play one off game. I I don't even know those clusters Leeds United's closest rivals now, but I'd still say I hate Man U most, and I can't ever picture myself doing anything good for them. So uh, I'll play a game and be really shit and get it forgotten forever or whatever it is. Jam. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be the same, isn't it? I couldn't imagine trolling myself out for Aston Villa. So, yeah, no, definitely play a game with Coventry and that's it. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Could never never do anything for the, uh, the lot down the road. Um, right, next set of questions. <laughs> These all come from Bertie. So, uh, question number one, which game is your number one at the moment? Uh, some people are playing FIFA friendlies, other are playing CODs. Which ones do you join? Which party do you join? Jam. Um, do you know what? It's difficult, isn't it? I think at, at the minute, Call of Duty I'm more into. I think I'm enjoying Call of Duty more. Um, but it's not but not much more. You know, I'm not one of these... I'm, I'm not actively avoiding FIFA at all. I still do love having a good game on FIFA as well. Uh, recently, nearly finished completing Jedi Fallen Order as well. Need to get that done. But um, yeah, I'd probably say Call of Duty just over FIFA at the minute. Um, cool. Yeah, I... Uh, probably cod just edges it uh i do struggle actually to get friendlies on fifa i'm not sure whether that's just because people would rather play other people or i tell you what it is 100 it's because you're a prem player and i have the same problem people don't want to play you yeah i, I do think that's a part of it i think they, they don't want to play because they think they're 100 gonna lose straight away which ain't the case but so i probably go cod um i do i'm just getting back into it it's first cod i've had in absolutely years and to be fair, it is a very decent game, so yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I'd be more in the Call of Duty pie. Um, question number two: Do you think playing FUT helps your FIFA league play because of playing more FIFA in weekend leagues, or hinders it because of the current low level of players? Colmore. I think it's got to help. You're playing 
high caliber players pretty much constantly, especially if you do that weekend league. When you get a few wins on a bounce, then you're playing big boys. And it depends how good your team is, I suppose. If you haven't got an amazing team on foot, you're playing people with better teams all the time as well, which obviously you're going to improve to get to get the wins. Yeah. Uh, Jam? <laughs> no, I said start, I think that if you play ultimate team, it's an advantage, not a disadvantage. Um, the more you play, you know, your muscle memory, your controller, you know, I just think for me it's 100% an advantage to play. The more you play a game, the better at you get. Um, yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah, 100% is an advantage. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, question number three. Who is going to win the Champions League? Uh, Jam. Oh, okay, what? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think now. Bloody hell. Uh, do you know I'm going to say PSG. I reckon it would be PSG's year. Mbappe seems like he's, he's ripping it up. Uh, Icardi, Neymar, Di Maria. I'm going to go PSG. Carmel? Uh, Man City just because title's gone so I think they'll start resting players and they might come into it with a bit more focus than other years what about you Ash? Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't want to say Liverpool because not Arsenal no <laughs> yeah um, Spurs you think Mourinho? no no no, I think I think at the moment on current form, you'd have to say that it's difficult to look past Liverpool. Um, I think you know I don't want to see them do it again, but I don't really know any other team out there that could really properly challenge them at the moment. I think, but I don't know. I, I, I'd say probably I'm going to say Liverpool. Um, Question number four. What was your first gaming machine and what was the earliest game you remember playing? Jam. Um, so this would be... Um, do you know what? Right, I'm going to I'm gonna answer this in sort of two parts, essentially. I know it's a two-part question anyway, but... So the earliest gaming machine was not technically mine. It was my friend's and it was a Sega Mega Drive. And it was that... I can't remember what it's called, but it's that thing where it's like beast something. And you changed into like a... Almost like a werewolf-looking thing. Um, beast was... It's something like that, yeah. Um, and I remember playing that around his house, but my first that I actually owned was a PlayStation 1. Well, the original PlayStation, the boxy one, not the small one. Um, and it had been Crash Bandicoot slash the uh, NHL, the ice hockey games. Um, I used to bloody love them when I was a kid. So, yeah, that, that's my answer. Uh, Cobble? Oh, I'd say, again, too, part of... The very first console I had were probably an Atari, and the game I remember from that is a Spider-Man, where it were like um, you just climbed up a building, dodged windows and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> like people had chucked tellies out of windows and stuff, if I remember it rightly. Uh, the gate, the console and game that got me properly into gaming, what PlayStation and Metal Gear Solid, and that's when I really got into gaming in a big time. I don't get as much time as I used to to play games, but I used to be quite a a geek. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, uh, my first game machine was the PS1. Um, and the first, earliest game I remember playing, or really thoroughly enjoying playing, uh, was Spyro, Spyro the Dragon, the original. Um, many hours were lost into that. Um, and that was the first game that I properly, uh, properly really played. Um, 
Right, I know Bertie sent a few more questions. I'm just going to move on, though, a little bit, just because I'm conscientious of the time. Um, next question has come from Rhino. What is the panel's view on skillers? I lost my rag with Jeff this week as he spent the whole game using tricks. Colmore. I think it depends on Scar, to be honest with you. Um, I think if it's a close game and they're using skills to genuinely break it down and get chances, I like the odd step over here and there, then it's all right. I think when it's 8-0 and they're doing shitty little drag backs and all them rainbow flicks and stuff, a bit like Neymar this week, they should get booked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jam? Um, it's similar to Colmore. For me, it doesn't really matter too much about the score, but what frustrates me, and, and you know, Jaxi knows I hate this about when he plays as well, is I don't like it when they do skill in a pointless part of the pitch. You know, if you've got Jeff or Mark or, or Jaxi and they're, they're doing skill with their centre-backs or their right-back and left-back when you're nowhere near them, you know, I think, what's the point? Or, you know, I think, like Colmore said, if it's near, if it's near your box and then doing it to break you down, that's different because it's a part of the game. But... Doing skill for, for the sake of it, no reason. It's almost, okay, it's just pure showboating. Um, again, it's it's up there with things like doing cutbacks and quitting out before the fixture, you know, before the result comes up to get the picture and things at the end. So it's just general unsportsmanlike, I think, sometimes. Um, like I said, my, my general opinion, no problem with skill as long as it's for genuine reasons. If you're doing it for the sake of it, it's a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it as well. Um I think when you're a couple of goals up, I just I don't think there's any need for it. However, just a caveat to that as well. That's the frustrating thing about it is everybody's got their their things that do their head in. So you know, I always say to Rhino, you know, again, there's there's only a few things certain in life: death, taxes, and Rhino gets someone sent off in an AG game. You know, he always goes and slides in, you know, and all things like that. You know, so again, he. Um, himself diadex you know there's a few of them you know and i say it all the time you know they'll go in they'll start hacking away and stuff jeff does it himself he'll go in and hack people down if he's not getting his own way you know that's just as bad for me as someone who does skills yeah yeah i think that's that's fair enough um and the second question that came from rhino shall we close down the market and just have bfas and raffles Nobody would be bothered, and I bet someone <laughs> even notice <laughs> his words. Jam? Well, I mean, Big B wouldn't notice. Uh, Colmore wouldn't. Eh, not Colmore, sorry. Uh, Wiz Fox wouldn't notice. Um, yeah, 100%. Some people wouldn't notice. They'd just concentrate on BFAs. Burger wouldn't notice. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think he's absolutely right in what he's saying. Some people do just sort of hang around and wait. Um you know, well, we had this before, didn't we? We've talked about this. He's created a thread about it as well. And he's absolutely right, too, because it's a talking point at the end of the day. You know, a lot of people... We, for me, I said it, and I, I say it's right. blue in the face. Yes. I've said it on numerous yeah. podcasts. Yeah. There should be some sort of quota where, you know, you have to not only fulfil your league fixtures, but maybe make, what, two transfers a season as a minimum? Something like that. Because I bet, I bet if you look through, there's people that haven't even done two transfers this season. I would hazard a guess that there's maybe at least two or three members that haven't done two transfers. Maybe. So, yeah. So, that, that's what frustrates me. Maybe. Come on. Um, a bit of both. I mean, I'm, like I just said, I don't think I've done a transfer this season. I'm just about to push my first one through this season, but I genuinely won't. A lot of people that are putting on transfer markets, they're like 65 rated and 67 rated. I don't see point in wasting any scudo on them art wages, to be honest with you. 
But um, I think maybe if we bleed a lot more talent into the league, then maybe players will get spread out a bit more. But I tend to save my money up and then just go in all in on one player kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair enough. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously when a sort of spank the banker comes along, that will probably take out quite a lot of the sort of lower-rated players because people know they can't sell them um, and they'll look to get them out of their team if they can, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, th- we've had this debate before. We've had this discussion. Um, some people will be really, really active. You know, if Tans was still in the league, he'd be doing a transfer every single day. Um and some people will sit on what they've got and wait for those sort of BFAs to come along. Um, I suppose it's whatever really, uh, whatever approach really you want to take. Um, I think you guys pointed on the biggest issue uh, last week or week before. There's no point in selling your best player for 80 million scudo when no one else will sell their best player for 80 million scudo, so you can't get anything for your money. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? It's like in real life, you know, you sort of see it and it's that drip feed, isn't it, of um, mm. of people trying to get transfers done. You know, you often see in either it be January or summer transfer windows, as soon as uh, as one person uh, makes a big deal, that's it then, isn't it? It's like a domino effect. Everyone else yeah. has a big deal. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. Um, and that concludes the listeners' questions. So, uh Thanks to everyone that put those questions in. It is a really, really appreciated. And uh, I'll pass back over to yourself, Jam, to round us up. Yeah, I mean, just to, just to echo that as well, echo that sentiment. Bertie, thank you very much. I know you put a lot of questions in. Uh, Rhino, thank you as well. I know these questions were quite last minute, so thanks for jumping in there, boys. I really do appreciate it. Again, I don't want to be in a position in two podcast time when we do the next listeners' questions where you know we're having to chase people for questions. Um, you know, again, fingers crossed you guys enjoy this bit of the podcast, but ultimately it's not there unless you contribute to it. Um, and it's the same with guests, you know, I mean, Colmore, bless him, we had to buy him a drink and promise him leads were going to go up and, you know, <laughs> all these sort of things to get him on the podcast. Um, you know, we didn't even mention leads, that was part of the contract, um, you know, to, to make sure he was going to come on. But in all seriousness, you know, we want you guys, I know we say it all the time, we want you guys to actively say, actually, Ash, Jam, can I come on the podcast? You know, I listen to it. I really yeah. want to come on. That would be fantastic, you know. Otherwise, we're going to have to go get Harry or Burger or River. And I don't want to talk to them people. You don't want to hear them people, you know. So save me and Ash the trouble and come on. <laughs> Let's have someone different on for a change. Let's have someone that we want to talk to and want to listen to. So, uh, yeah, that would be really appreciated, guys. So we'll leave it there. We're, uh, we'll, we'll set this one. I think we're well under an hour, which is perfect. Um, and uh, I'll come on. I'll let you say uh, goodbye first, matey. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll be back again, hopefully, and see you all later. Fingers crossed we'll get you back on as champion when yeah, yeah. the end of the season. <laughs> uh, Ash, if you want to say your goodbyes. Yeah, no, cheers as always for uh, taking the time to listen, and uh, yeah, if you if you do want to come on, please do PM either myself or Jam. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, yeah, and obviously goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.